0: Welcome back to The Mentors. Mentors and another edition of the 5-Minute Pick Me Up. This is Sergey and Vadim. Yes, I do have Vadim in the recording booth, a.k.a. my living room today Hi. with me. Uh, he just came back from Montreal visiting our cousin Dave, who is uh, heads up marketing at bus.com, but holla, bus. holla, holla, holla at bus you. Jesus. All right, today we're going to talk about... A concept that I think is important to to understand, which is that a lot of times when you get your first customers, you have to be willing to do the things that most other people are not willing to do. And for many types of businesses, in particular, if you sell to small businesses, whether it's services or a product. You may have to do door-to-door sales, even though that seems like an antiquated method of acquiring customers. We have technology, we have Facebook, Google, YouTube, whatever. Why do door-to-door sales? But I can tell you multiple stories of founders who got their first several customers doing door-to-door sales. And in fact, it's a great way to learn how to sell if you want to get better at it.
1: So if you've been thinking about a business idea for a long time and you're just not sure how to get moving and how to execute on it because there's a lot that you can be doing and let's face it, some of those activities might not be the most interesting in the world or you just might not want to do, uh, like picking up the phone and cold calling people or going in door-to-door, risking you know rejection and the like uh, to actually try to get sales for your business and try to get customers, these are the things that successful entrepreneurs Basically, force themselves to do it in the early days in order to get traction
0: as quickly as possible, and door-to-door sales is one of the best ways to do that. And so, about a year and a half ago, it was March 2017 when I was working at Venture for America. I had a would-be founder come to me with this new piece of technology that him uh, and his partner developed, and this what this technology could do is detect microscopic. Amounts of uh, bacteria or pathogens on any surface to tell you if that surface is dirty or not. And so there's multiple applications that you can have, uh, but one of them is, for example, selling to hospitals so that doctors know if their hands are actually clean or selling to restaurants. And so this founder came to me for advice and uh, he was wondering where they should start. You can make a lot of money with hospitals, but maybe restaurants make sense. And so we talked through it and we came to the conclusion that selling to hospitals is very difficult. There's a lot of regulations that you have to know about and just the sales cycles are super long. And for a startup, it's all about survival. So they, I decided to give them the advice of trying to prove out the concept with restaurants because having clean hands actually is something really important. Having clean surfaces is really important. And so uh, he, he left and to my surprise, this is a gentleman who's an engineer who had no experience at all doing any kind of sales, he came back to me three weeks later, having had 80 conversations with small businesses, in particular bars and restaurants. And so what him and his partner did, and his partner also never had any sales experience, they bit the bullet, even though they were super nervous about it. They wanted to prove that businesses need this. And so with this idea of being able to detect bacteria, they just went door to door to a bunch of restaurants and asked them if they need this. And by doing that, they were able to confirm that out of the 80 companies they talked to 50 said that they would use something like this of course there's more customer development work to be done at that point but it was a tremendous validator for them and gave them the confidence and the reason to continue working on this business further and I'm sure it also gave them a bunch of initial contacts that they actually ended up driving
1: revenue from later on in the process. But this is the main difference between a true entrepreneur and a wantrepreneur uh, is it's someone that's willing to do that work, right? And when so, people, so when a prolific investor, let's say, on Shark Tank says, you're the real deal, what they're talking about is you are that person, you are that true entrepreneur that is willing to take the risk, willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do, like, let's say, going, doing door-to-door sales and having 80 conversations in a three week period very uncomfortable just because you haven't done it in the past or just because maybe you've been afraid to try it in the past doesn't mean that it's not possible for
0: you to do it's still very attainable at some point though you have to just make the decision and go ahead with it And just because you're not good at it or you think you're not good at it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. What happened with that company because they did those door-to-door sales? Well, we accepted them into our uh, summer accelerator program. They ended up working on it full-time. They ended up creating their first prototype by spending a couple hundred dollars on it and 3D printing a case for it, essentially a scanner to scan for hands. And they got their first couple of customers with this exact door-to-door approach. They ended up then getting into one of the most competitive accelerators, Techstars, and got enough customers through introductions through actually big restaurant chains that they started working at that point when they were ready, where they went on to raise a couple million dollars and now they're growing from there. So they were willing to do the things that they weren't necessarily good at because they needed evidence in the market that that, that there was a, a need and there was nobody else that was going to do it for them. So Sergey and I, uh, as you
1: guys know, mentor literally hundreds of entrepreneurs through different funds that we work with, our students and, and more. And the difference between the people that bite the bullet and act based on the advice we give them or even their own advice or other advisors and mentors they talk to is very, very clear. You know, when you have follow-up conversations with these people, they always come back with a bunch of things tested, a lot of things that didn't work, but at the very least, you see that they're putting in the work versus meeting with somebody else that, you know, you come back a few weeks later and you you realize, let's say, if they really needed to validate an idea and they hadn't talked to a single person yet, clear they're not willing to do what it takes to move forward so you can become that person at any time you just have to make the decision and realize that it's uncomfortable for everybody Uh, but once you start doing it it gets a little bit easier with each time
0: there you have it if you have a business idea especially if it's a business idea that involves selling something to a small business there's nothing stopping you get out there start doing the door-to-door sales you're gonna become better at sales and you're gonna intimately understand your customers problems and hey you'll stop wasting time thinking about your idea. You'll realize faster whether it needs to exist or whether you need to adapt and come up with something different. All right, you got this. Have an awesome week. Bye-bye.